Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, now let's talk a little business. And now, the Connecticut Business Blend with the Hartford Business Journal on WTIC News Talk 1080. Every Monday at 8.50, this is what we do with Greg Bordenero from the Hartford Business Journal. And uh, there's a fair amount of things to talk about. And the thing that I want to start with, Greg, first of all, good morning. How are you? Oh, there we have him. Hey, Greg, what's up? Hey, Brian. Good. How are you? That was me. I'm great. Uh, listen, this, this lawsuit, it's a class action lawsuit against Aquarian and CT Water saying that these utilities sold contaminated water. Now, I'm curious... Like, because it made a, a lot of he- it's making a lot of headlines. But I, I keep thinking of like Aaron Brockovich, right? I mean, how, is this how big is it, or is it not? Could this be huge, or is it not huge? I mean, it's too it's too early to tell. But PSAs, I think, is going to be an increasingly important issue for for water companies and also municipalities and, and states in general. Um, the EPA earlier this year. Uh, put out recommended new regulations uh, for P- PSA levels in water at uh, four, four trillion parts per uh, parts, uh, four, four parts per trillion. And what this lawsuit alleges is that some of the water that Connecticut Water and Aquarian had tested uh, was coming in at 10, 10, trillion, uh, 10 parts per trillion. Um, so those would be above the levels that the EPA is suggesting for new regulations. Right. Now, those regulations haven't gone into effect yet. But if those regulations go through and, you know, these water companies are already signing levels of, uh, above that four, four parts per trillion, I think this could become a big issue for, for water companies. Ultimately, it'll become a big issue for customers because if they have to make, if water companies have to make significant changes to, uh, you know, clean water, that will, that, those, those costs usually get passed on sure. to the consumer. Well, let me ask you, so uh, Aquarian is owned by Eversource and it yep. serves about three quarters of a million people and Connecticut Water serves about 350,000. The way these lawsuits are set up, can like any of those, you know, 1.1 million people sign on to these lawsuits? Uh, I'm not sure about that. So far, there was uh, three consumers. I mean, I, you know, a lot of times these law firms will publicize uh, these class action lawsuits because they're looking for more consumers to join the lawsuits. And usually if there's, you know, the more people who join uh, class action lawsuits, the better, you know, the better chance it has of being pushed forward by a judge. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I, I'm guessing that only in communities, I, I, I honestly don't know, but yeah, only maybe like- in communities where they have tested uh, above certain levels, I, uh, they may be able to join the lawsuit. But I, I don't know the details on that. We're talking with Greg Bordenero of the Hartford Business Journal here on the Connecticut Business Blend. You know, we got some job numbers in Connecticut, and the unemployment rate in Connecticut is 3.5%. I mean, that's ridiculously low, and it's even below the national average, which hasn't always been the case. 
But you know, it's weird because they've doing a ton of revising in this in this case they actually revised downward and the number seems to be so volatile from month to month i mean how much can we rely on these it seems like they come out with a big number to the upside or downside and they just revise it back toward the middle a couple of months later yeah i mean I, i've come to a point and these revisions aren't new this happens all the time uh, so you know you have to take employment job numbers uh, especially month to month with a grain of salt you, you really want to look over the longer term you know we report it because it is news that these numbers come out but um you know they do change from from month to month because they do more surveying and they get new data as time goes on yeah it's like you know I wonder why they put up the data so soon if they're always going to revise it. I think that doesn't do the uh, the general audience a, a service, to be honest. But, um, you know, we, we report it as it comes out. And then, yeah. Um, so, you know, we gained, it was uh, 3,200 jobs in September. And then in, uh, in August, they had originally said 2,100 jobs, but they put that down to 100. So if you look over the last couple of months, we gained about, you know, 3,300 jobs. Uh, the bulk was largely government jobs related to teachers with the school year coming back into session. So, you know, the unemployment rate, rate is low, but again, you know, we still have 95,000 job openings and, uh, you know, the labor force is still down by 40,000 people compared to the pre-pandemic. I think this is just a new, the new normal, uh, you know, there's not, there's not, work, there's no workers coming out of the woodworks, uh, yeah. so to speak, yeah. uh, to fill these jobs. I think this is what the labor market is now. I totally forgot to ask the governor about that too. I think that some of these states that have done these incentive programs for people to move, a, it's made news, and B, I think it's been relatively successful, and Connecticut should consider it. Uh, Greg, let's talk about the office market. Uh, you know, obviously, there's employers are trying to get people to get back to work, and I don't know, at least in Connecticut, it doesn't seem it's particularly effective, although we'll see what happens with the Hartford. Uh, what's the latest? Yeah, so the latest in, in greater Hartford market, uh, the availability rate, which includes vacant space and also uh, space that's up for sublease. Um, is 30%, uh, which is up slightly from the, the previous uh, quarter. Uh, these are numbers at the end of the third quarter. And that's not good. That's that's bad news, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't want a vacancy or availability rate in the 30%. You know, a healthy market would be um, in the 7 to 9% range. But frankly, there are no healthy office markets right. <laughs> in the, across the U.S. I mean, there may be some blips on the radar, but, you know, the office market is struggling in every market. Um, so, you know, it's gone up. I think it's actually going to continue to go up. I think there's more big leases that will be coming up, coming up um, expiring over the next couple of years. So we haven't even gotten through that process yet. Um, downtown Hartford, the overall vacancy rate is 24.9%, but Class A buildings, which are the you know the big shiny buildings, uh, the uh, city places of the world, it's uh, 33% availability rate. Wow. Um, but again, th- th- those rates are, are probably going to go up. And, you know, I, I don't see a ton of movement. You don't see a lot of – there are some small leases happening uh, across the market. No, nobody's taking up a whole big chunk of new space um, for the most part. Or maybe they're switching, switching buildings and downsizing a little bit. So the office market is going to continue to struggle. You know, the, the piece last week about the state completing over a billion dollar in transportation bonds – and it's going to fund fund a lot of infrastructure. But I thought we had like full funding from like the federal government on all this stuff. Like, why are we bonding out for infrastructure and transportation? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that the federal infrastructure funding has been slow to to be doled out. There's still a lot of uh, competition between states to get some of that money. I, it's a good question of how much of that federal funding we has been spent right now. Um, but it's it's also going to have a limited impact too. I think the federal funding uh, in terms of how much Connecticut gets and and the infrastructure needs. You know, Connecticut being an older state, um, having one of the worst uh, top 
top 10 worst infrastructures in, in you know in the country um so the, the backlog in connecticut especially when you're talking about uh, investments in uh, bridges and and uh, railroads and buses and all that the, there's just you know there's there's way more need than there's going to be money huh. all right greg great stuff as always I man we whipped through a bunch of stuff uh thank you so much have a great week bud all right yep thanks Brian. all right greg bonero from the hartford business journal and the connecticut business blend we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com